A little bit late because we talked to Daryl Ryder because that's what we do on Wednesdays. And you can obviously rewind, go back and listen to that convo. But now it's time to get to the fan focus. All right, leading us off today, it's going to be Nick Solo on Afternoon Drive talking about Kevin Stefanski. I think Kevin Stefanski learned the wrong message or, or took the, the, wrong, um, the wrong thing away from his boo-boo two Mondays ago where he said it was Deshaun's decision not to play. And I can prove it with one nine-second soundbite, which was Kevin Stefanski's first update today on Deshaun Watson. On Deshaun, he's not going to practice today. He continues to be day-to-day with this injury, and we'll continue to treat it. And uh, that's really, I'm not going to have updates past uh, today. So just because you really, really failed to stick the landing with how you addressed Deshaun's health after the Baltimore game doesn't mean you should double down and say literally nothing. And... All due respect, because to me, this is what, and, and coaches try and do this, organizations try and do this. Ah, this is the last time I'm going to update it. Well, then you're not doing your job. And and quite frankly, I think it's probably at the behest of the Browns organization. They probably had a powwow and say, hey, let's see if this sticks. But quite frankly, you're not doing your job. And I think it is laughable and embarrassing that we find out about the RTCC, as Dustin would call it, the rotator cuff contusion through the national media on Monday. I think it is laughable and embarrassing some of the way some of the messaging has been handled and the decision to, hey, guys, I'm not going to talk about this again. Um, Okay, then you don't want to be a head coach or you don't want to be a serious organization. That wasn't my biggest gripe with it all. My gripe with it was why didn't they just come out today and Stefanski say... Deshaun, you're not playing on Sunday. We, we're trying. Deshaun's not good enough. He's not practicing today. He's obviously dealing with an injury. We got to keep the, mo- the week moving. It's a 49ers team that we are we know is really, really tough. Let's keep this thing going. Honestly, that's what I thought was going to happen. It didn't happen, but it should have happened. And, and we talked to Daryl again. Daryl suggests maybe they have made up their, their mind on that, and we just – we're just late to the party as usual. But if they had made up their mind and we find out from one of the one of the beat reporters or one of the national reporters that they've known since Monday, Deshaun had no chance of playing, I am going to be livid. Because it doesn't sound like the players know right now. And that was one of the problems two weeks ago is that the players didn't know what was going on with Deshaun. Only that little hive that Stefanski and Barry are in, they didn't 100% know either, but they weren't letting anybody in including Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who told us all today that he didn't know he was starting until 10.30 of game day. You can't have that type of stuff happening. I know they like to keep it tight-lipped. I understand that. They like to keep everything like it's a government secret and it's a lock and key. I understand it. But you got to relax a little bit on some of this stuff. It's ridiculous at this point. All right, next up, Ken and Lima on cigars. You look like one of the old, like, singers of the 1920s, like the flappers holding the cigar or the, the cigarette holder, like this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're almost like you're smoking a joint in a way, but it's a cigar. So he holds it out, and Lima always holds it away from him. I'm going, well, if you don't want to smoke it, you don't have to smoke it. Because it finally got to be cigar time in the afternoon where he could sit down, and then Lima goes, well, I can't have a conversation with anybody if I'm smoking a cigar. I go, that's the whole point of having a cigar. It's a conversation piece. The cigar is literally a conversation piece. Yeah, I get very antsy. This happens all the time, you know, all the time when I actually get the opportunity to smoke a cigar. I'll be like, all right, fine. 
and I actually enjoyed the taste. Oh, and found boom boom in the video. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, yeah, I, right there. Yeah, I enjoyed the taste, and then five minutes in, I get antsy, and I'm like, all right, I, this is this is now constraining my range of motion. I like to talk. I like to to, to start asking people questions. But I like you do to, it with a cigar. I know, That's how it works. I know it's amazing that everybody does that. Most normal people can do that. Most guys, guys, guys can all do that. Yeah. I I just get so fatigued. <laughs> I just I'm like I want to put this down. I love that he like mentally th- t- like takes himself through a ton with a cigar. He just he gets fatigued because he wants to be a part of the conversation so bad, and the cigar is limiting him. Uh, we don't do man card in 2023. That's not really a thing that anyone really brings up anymore. Like hey. Man card revoked for that. I'm not saying every man should know how to smoke a cigar. There's obviously a lot of health issues with cigars. But I do kind of feel like every man should know how to smoke a cigar. I feel like at some point in life, you should know how to smoke a cigar. I'm not saying you got to do it all the time. I smoke a cigar once every time anyone on my in-law's side gets married, and then I smoke one with her uncle, and that's the only time I ever smoke a cigar at this point. you think with how much I'm on the golf course, I would smoke a cigar time and time again. That's not what I do on the golf course, though. I play golf on the golf course. I don't smoke cigars, even though I know a lot of people that do that. It seems like a fun time. It's just not something I do. I like cigars. I'd want to be a cigar guy at one point in life. It's just not for me right now. That's what I tell myself about a lot of things I know I'm never going to get into. It's like one day in life I'd like to be that so I can tell myself that so I, I know the reality is is I'm never going to actually be cigar guy. It's not going to be a thing for me. But everyone should know how to smoke a cigar in case you're at a function, in case you're at a situation, a celebration where buddies you know or buddies you don't know maybe. Maybe your boss, maybe your CEO, somebody out there that you're on an important meeting with, and then you go golfing, or then you go have drinks or something, and they're like, hey, let's celebrate this with a cigar. You can't look like a goober out there. You just can't. You got to know how to do it. Baskin and Phelps with a caller regarding a trade that I just don't know how we got here. How about this trade? Donovan Mitchell for Ryan. For who? Grimes, straight up, Grimes, Donovan Mitchell. Because what else are you going to get when he leaves? There might be something to that, Des. You never. I don't know. think he's. I'm hearing he's not leaving. I just want you to know that. I heard that last week. He's not leaving. <laughs> he's not leaving. He's not leaving. He's not yes. leaving. Where's, where's, where's he going to live? Oh, I, I In Cleveland, he likes it here. His money goes a lot farther here than it would in New York. You know that. You okay, know wait, that. Wait, Does wait, your money wait, go farther wait, here? Or does it go farther in the he city? He can live at home, man. He no rent. Yeah, because that's what Donovan's going to do. He's going to live at home with his parents for no rent. As a as a multi-millionaire, a lot of times over, he's going to live with his parents. Come on. Come on. That's No, that's not happening. Uh, I like Baskin's point. Where's he going? Not going to New York. What's Donovan Mitchell worth? Probably like $50 million, $100 million, somewhere in that range. You can make me Google it now. He's been in the NBA for, you know, Half a dozen years, six, seven years. Probably made about 50, 50 to $100 million. Maybe a little bit more, actually, because now he's up in that he's up in that stretch where he's making a lot of money. Um, regardless, in New York, he's considered poor. He's a poor person in New York, okay? In Cleveland, that goes a long way. He might like it here. I think he likes anything that isn't Utah, if I'm being honest. Because Utah was such a mom-and-pop type shop 
and a mom-and-pop type city, Cleveland feels like New York to Donovan Mitchell because Salt Lake City had no other pro team but Utah. Here he's got the Guardians and he goes to the games. He's got the Browns and he goes to the games. I think he likes it. I really do. I might just be trying to convince myself, but I really do think he likes it. And I think he likes the idea of being here and building something with this team. But ultimately, the only part of this that's going to matter is whether or not the Cavs actually win this year. That's the bottom line. If they win this year, then great. We get Donovan for a long time. If we don't win and fall short, then just we can't be surprised that all of a sudden Donovan wants to be looking somewhere else. And Donovan for Grimes is a crime on basketball. No one should entertain that. All right, next up. Nick brings me up to a guest, and I don't know if I should feel insulted or not. Lowe's knows home improvement again, seven on Friday before JP, overtime with JP. In the meantime, we got another JP here, although calling him another JP now feels like some sort of slag on him, so it's not. He's Joshua Perry, former Ohio State linebacker now with NBC Sports Peacock, also host of the Rally on Valley Sports. It's the real JP, Joshua Perry, on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. What's up, Joe? Hey, how are you doing? I'm uh, out here chilling in Chicago trying to figure out if there is another real JP, how do I assume the top spot? That's the only question right now. I mean, I think I think it's just all about alpha moves. I've, I've, you know, I've got three brothers, and I feel like I have a natural advantage because I'm six foot four and nobody else is six foot four. So they're always just, you know, cut block in and just trying to get at my knees to try and, you know, shorten me up a little bit. I, all with the alpha moves, I think. Ah, all right. So I got to put the alpha moves in the <laughs> Rolodex and see if I can't leverage them. Just got to remember them. Just got to remember where those moves are. Boom. You heard it. You heard it and you made the sound. Shots were fired, JP. I think there might have I might have caught a stray there. The real JP. Huh. Okay. Yeah, All calling right. him another JP, All saying right. that that's like a, a disservice to him. That, it's definitely yeah. a slight. Whether it was intended or not remains to be seen, but that was a slight. No doubt about it. Uh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. <sighs> we got to find another Nick Wilson now, don't we? We got. I mean, what is, what is Nick Wilson doing? We got a bunch of other Nick Wilsons out there, right? Just an NW is all you need. What, what was his? What's his name in the FanDuel commercials? Is it? It's not Parlay Nick. What is it? Something like that. There's some sort of uh, some sort of something he gives himself. We got to find somebody else that will go by the uh, by his nickname that he uses in the FanDuel commercials. That's what we're, we just got to find another Nick. That's all we got to do. The real Nick joining Nicky us. Nicky Picks. Nicky Picks. Great. Well, have, have anybody? I don't care. We'll get we'll get another Nick on here, and I'll say the real Nick joining us now. It's gonna be fantastic. Nobody will be bothered by that in the slightest bit. Uh, I, I think he went for the save, and it just didn't work was all that was. All right, next up. Uh, Nick, we forgive you. We love you. It's no big deal. Cannon Lima on Ohio State Bars and the Peacock move this weekend with the uh, – is it Purdue this weekend? The Purdue game. One week it's on NBC. Another week it's on CBS. Mm-hmm. FS1, Fox, Big Ten Network. And now this, Peacock, it gets increasingly tough. Because each and every week, you used to just know. It was just obvious where these games would be and what time they would be on. Now, that all, because of Ohio State's success, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Now, you never know what network each week, what time the game's actually going to be on. Notre Dame, big one. Probably should get that one on TV. Penn State next week, October 21st. Always a big one. 
probably should get that one on TV. I made it a trade. I may actually made that game a tradition in our household. Wisconsin, maybe, but really it's Penn State. It's it's Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan. But think about even, Kenny, when they had Trestle and they won a national championship and they were going to the BCS Bowls every year. Every game was still in flux because they were all within a few possessions. I mean, the year they won the title, every game went down to the final five minutes. Yep. It didn't matter who you played. That's so they were, all, they were all must-watch, sometimes aggravating. So it's like it's, it's this double-edged sword of – Hey, you want your team to blow everybody out, but then when they do, you're not really watching as closely. Lyman's was exactly right. This is how this works. That's why Nick Saban gets on the student section every single year because he tells them that they're they're uh, spoiled and they've been they've been gifted way too comp- or way too good of teams, and uh, they need to show up for those games where they're going to win by forty. That's where Ohio State is as well. But Ohio State Purdue, I'm sorry. It's a Big Ten game, so it matters. But I get you, Buckeye fan, if you're not ponying up the money to afford that broadcast. Now, I have Peacock, so I will be watching. Whether, But I get it. I 100% get it if you don't want to go down that path and pony up the money for one month and then cancel it at the end of the month or whatever you got to do. But the bars needing to feel like they got to have it is such an expensive undertaking. I side with the bars on this one. That's insane to me. Absolutely insane. Nobody should expect them to have this game on if you go out to the bars. Just expect you got to pay the eight bucks or whatever it is for the one-time watch of Peacock. And that is the fan focus.